And we are rolling for episode 16 of Operation Tango Romeo. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And no, I do not have two different voices in studio. We have the one and only John Sr., not to be confused with John Jr. John, thanks for being here, man. That's original. Thanks very much. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Very original. So uh, we are going to do two back-to-back shows today. So if you're listening to this, this will be episode 16, and the next one will be episode 17. And to start off the show, um, this is a trauma recovery podcast for veterans and first responders. So if you have Buddy Six, share the hell out of this podcast. Do it for yourself. Um, If you want to be a peer supporter, Listen to the content in here and learn how to be a better peer supporter, how to be a better buddy, how to have buddy six better, just do a better job of it. If you are a peer support facilitator, you have all the content in the world and some tips and tricks in here. And if you are a family member or you know a family member, have them listen to Tango Romeo. My wife listens to this show so she can better understand me and what it is that I'm going through and why it is I can still be an asshole every now and then. This explains why she looks at me kind of weird now. Yeah. (laughs) As long as she's not looking at at you with loving eyes. I'm, I'm hoping that's just for me. All right. So share this show, share, share, share. And, uh, John and I do one-on-one or one-on-one peer support. We also, we run a in-person peer support group. We capture those lessons here. So peer support is one of the pillars of recovery. It by itself is good. It's better than nothing, but it should always be paired with proper therapy from an actual yeah. licensed therapist. This is only one aspect of it. And then the saying is, you know, you listen to learn or sorry, you uh, you listen to learn, you talk to heal. And mm. this is, if you're listening to the podcast, you're only listening to learn and you're not going to do the healing. This, this will be a doorway and avenue to help you get to that talk to heal. And an avenue for self-awareness too, because one of, the, one of the things about PTSD is people's heads are squarely up their own asses. They, <laughs> yeah. they have no idea that they are the asshole. They're, yeah. they're the ones, it's their behavior that's causing the problems. So they run around being angry all the time, pointing fingers left and right. This person's a prick. That person's an asshole. My wife doesn't listen to me. And, uh, but really it's them. They are the problem and they cannot see it. So it is mm-hmm. part of the mission of this to raise self-awareness and situational awareness. And we also crossed that threshold. So now we have explicit content. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, uh, Mark. Um, so last night um, I gave you a call. Uh, and the reason being is because I was driving around the city and uh, I listened to episode 15 twice back to back. And it's like, you know, I got to get back in with you and I got to have a chat with that. So today is the reason why we're here. Uh, it's just so everyone's aware, you know, this is the next morning after the phone call, <laughs> I was talking to Mark last night about this and there's, I just felt that there's so much that we need to just follow through with this because I think we really hit something that needed more discussion and more, uh, we need to explore a little more if possible. We were talking today more about choices and believe it or not, when you are offended, that is a choice. Mm-hmm. But again, without the situational and self-awareness, it's not going to feel like a choice. You're going to be pointing fingers if you're offended. Um, you, you know, it's kind of a irony, actually, John, in the 
alpha community, I'll call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We like making fun of the betas uh, by calling them snowflakes. But actually, when you are suffering from trauma, you are hypersensitive to things. Yeah, yeah. And we're the snowflakes. We are fragile. Mm-hmm. And we can get set off so much easier than other people. It's easy to justify and, and push the blame. But when it really comes down to it, we are in control of ourselves. The, the choices that we make are our choices, okay? People can't force me to be, uh, under exceptional circumstances, of course, right? But for, in most part, we are responsible for how we take something, okay? If I look at you and I, I make a comment, you have the choice. You can either be offended by it, or you can say, maybe that's something I need to explore, look at a little more. But there's no reason to go straight to anger. That is a that's a groomed characteristic. That's a groomed behavioral response. Well, it's also baked into us. Yeah, um, it is. It's even without any military training. Being a first responder, you're trained to react. And if, mm-hmm. you, um, if you're not trained to react, you're definitely conditioned to react. Yes. There's a problem, deal with the problem immediately, no hesitation. Uh, it's a bit more extreme in infantry training. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem, kill it. Yeah. And it's it's immediate. Uh, it always, what comes to me is ambush training. Ambush left, max aggression, 10 times, because you're going to die in an ambush. Your chances of survival are the shits. Mm-hmm. So you go down swinging and you run towards the gunfire, dumping every bit of ammunition that you have. And that is baked into you again and again and again and again and again. And it, it's like that throughout the military, especially mm-hmm. combat arms, mm-hmm. that if you have a problem, kill it. Mm-hmm. And when we are offended, it is it feels like a personal attack. It's and that conditioned response is carried over. That's right. Is what's happened. This is the part we're trying to address right now is that conditioned response. Take this second or two, right? It doesn't take much. And it takes training, training, training yourself. And that again, it is a choice. You can still be offended, but at least <laughs> at least you've taken the time to think about it and go, okay, that was an offensive comment intended to. Right? But now at least you can come back, you can, you know, react, respond, whatever you need to do at that time. But at least you have those seconds. Now it's a conscious choice. And it's tougher for us. I mean, anybody can get pissed off. Anybody can get offended. Um, Anybody can have road rage. But when it happens to somebody who's suffering from PTSD, or and you don't even have to be. If you're not suffering from PTSD, but you've been a first responder or a military person for any length of time, these reactions are baked into you. Yeah. And it's heightened with us more than it is with Joe Public. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it is tough to to get a grip on it. So that's the point of these podcasts, it's to bring awareness yeah. to these things so that when you feel your ire getting up, you feel your temper starting to boil, yeah. you have to stop. And stop, again, is an acronym. We talked about this in the last did, uh, yeah. show. So stop. S is for stop. Just stop. T is for take a breath. <sighs> and if it's got to be 10 breaths, that's fine. But take, take what that, you need. Take that breath. Yeah. <sighs> and then observe how you're feeling. Observe the situation for what it is, not what it yeah. feels like. Not just exactly. I mean, take the big picture. Try to take the big picture. Yeah. And and maybe be a, even a bit curious. Like, why is this person being such a dick right now? Yeah. 
you know, because what you don't know is the type of day they're having. So I'll tell you a, a story about. You need uh, to finish first. So, so yeah, I will, <laughs> and then I'll tell my tell my little story. Then it'll be story time. So S stop T. Take a breath. Oh, observe, observe yourself, how you're reacting. Is it rational? And really play it in your head. It's like, am I overreacting here? Because you have to understand mm-hmm. you probably are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're, if you're uh, ready to throw punch somebody, you are overreacting unless you need to save somebody's life. Mm-hmm. If you or your ch- children are not in physical danger or somebody else's children are not in physical danger, then you are overreacting. Yeah, That's the observe. Be rational. Think about it. And consider the other person's point of view. Mm-hmm. And consider maybe they're having the world's shittiest day. Uh, a bag of puppies could have died this morning. Like, you don't know. Uh, their wife could have just kicked him out of the house. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Their kids could have died last week. Yeah. So you, just, you don't want to, know. You want to determine, is it is it about you or not about you? That's what, that's what you're determining at that. Well, when somebody's being an asshole, it's never actually about you. That's right. Even if they're saying, John, you're a fucking asshole. That's <laughs> yeah. not about him. That's about me yeah. being in a bad place where I have to be a dick. Yeah. It's not about John. Even if John is actually being an asshole, me, mm-hmm. me talking to him like that is about me. Yeah. It's about the person talking. It's not about the person receiving. Yeah. Uh, it feels personal, but it's not. And then the P in, in the STOP acronym is PROCEED. PROCEED, yeah. But with a response, not a reaction. And maybe right. maybe the response is to turn and walk away. That's probably the best possible response. Beat them up in your mind, you know, to, yeah. instead of actually doing something that um, you can't undo mm-hmm. an action that's been done in, yeah. in anger. You the can't overall objective here is to just the overall objective is to just de-escalate okay because it's going to go south um just i just want to really hit quickly here the the for the for the audience out there that goes you just don't get it and they're doing the the they're doing the knife hand knife hand right guess what asshole i do (laughs) if i can get it okay and and i am telling i am telling those people that are right now cranking the volume going on just fucking veining and going like you don't fucking understand yeah the people that are getting uh upset by what we're saying right now we get it we do get it oh yeah like i i have been there yeah and i'm telling you firsthand because i've walked that fucking walk that what we are telling you is the God's honest truth. Guys, we this have both gotten out response. of we've gotten out of the vehicle at the stop sign, <laughs> put it in park, got out of the vehicle, yeah. and went with full intention of pulling somebody out of their vehicle through the window. Yeah. Whether yeah. it was rolled up or not. Yeah. I've done this shit. Yeah. And John has done this shit. And it's not good. This it's lady, nothing but bad. This lady almost bound up in the hospital through her side window because she got between <laughs> me and ice cream. How lame is that? I'm serious, Mark. I'm serious. God, that's terrible. She got between me and my ice cream and I fucking snapped, okay? (laughs) So, dude, I mean, to the audience out there, I get this shit, okay? I totally get this. And I'm telling you that you you can be where we are with this, okay? (laughs) Don't mess with the man's ice cream. Don't mess with my ice cream, okay? (laughs) So, my asshole story, and it's not long ago, unfortunately. I I wish this is ancient history, but uh, it's a journey, (laughs) Uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, no, a year ago, (laughs) fuck, it's embarrassing, but, uh, middle school, my kid's parking lot 
<laughs> and uh, uh, I had to run in, sign some papers, permission slips and whatnot. I come back to the, uh, oh, heavy, heavy snow like it is today. It's mm-hmm. snowing like gangbusters out there. So heavy, heavy snow in the parking lot, um, difficult to get in and out. And uh, so I, I, I parked properly. Um, and, uh, there was no room really to park on my left. So I come out after signing the papers and stuff in the school, I come back to my car and I'm boxed in now because somebody decided they're going to park on my left anyway, even though there really wasn't any room. So they're literally six inches from my mirror. There's no way for me to get in on that side. Mm -hmm. And I felt myself getting a little cranky, but, uh, I just, stop take a breath observe and matt and and i did a, i did these things i really did yeah um so i was good for the moment and i wasn't getting all wound up and i wasn't ready to kill when uh whoever it was returns back to the car you know i was actually pretty good because i actually took my own advice and i used the stop acronym right, right. right yeah and i was thinking well you know they're probably in a rush just like i was and it's not going to kill me. It's fine. I'll just wait. So the dude comes back to the vehicle and I'm, I'm good about it. Right. But I am expecting him to make eye contact with me and put up his hand and say, sorry about that. Uh, I hope I didn't keep you waiting too long. Just right. some basic courtesy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Here's the trigger. Yeah. Trigger alert. Oh, damn. You're on that button right now. You're dancing. <laughs> so this this courtesy didn't happen. He didn't look at me. And do you think I could let it go? No. I couldn't no. let it go. So I said, and not, you know, like, hey, fucker. No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> you know, hey there, fuck face. No, that, that's not <laughs> no. how it went. I said, hey, excuse me. Uh, hi there. And I always introduce my name because that right. seems to de-escalate a little bit. But uh, my name's Mark, and I just, I got to ask you, like, don't don't you got anything to say right now? Yeah. And he got hot as shit, because I just called him out, right? Yeah. He's obviously being rude. He knows he's being rude. Caught, caught being wrong. Caught being wrong, and nobody yeah. likes getting called out. That's right. So this guy goes off. Yeah. And uh, my eyeballs get big, and I'm <laughs> thinking, well, at least it's not me going off. You know, that's pretty good. And uh, and I think I'm I think I'm all right. I, I'm I'm doing the observe thing in the stop acronym, and just kind of figuring out what the hell is going on here. Yeah. This guy is going up, and he doesn't stop going off. So my ability to get a grip on this uh, to, to keep it is starting to slip, right? right. Yeah. And he is, and I'm like. Uh, I'm tr- quiet though, because we're in a freaking middle school parking lot. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm being quiet, and of course he's got to be a big dude. He's like six three, and I'm five nine. But yeah. like, like that's ever stopped me before. And um, and he rolls down his window so he can keep chirping at me. And um, uh, and then a, a lady starts screaming at him, "Hey, you asshole! Quit! You're swearing!" As she's yeah. calling him an asshole, right. you know, like you watch your damn language around here. There's kids around here, so she's I'm like, "Oh, that's actually good because she's she's giving him the gear, so I don't have to." Right. But he keeps freaking chirping and learn how to freaking drive, learn how to freaking park, and then I snapped. The cheese came off the cracker. The cheese came right off the cracker. <laughs> and I, I got in there and there wasn't, there wasn't enough room for me to get open the door of my car, but there was enough room for me to squeeze in between the two vehicles, stick my head in his open window and go, 
Get out of the van. <laughs> yeah. You piece of shit. You get your fat fucking face out of this van so I can, and I'm saying it quiet so only he can hear it. Yeah. And I'm saying it uh, low like, and, and, I, and he knew I wasn't bluffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew I wasn't kidding. Get out of the van so I can smash that fat face. Get out of the you van. Oh, I did. Get the fuck out of that. Oh, I did. <laughs> That's funny. Get out of the van so I can smash that fat face yeah. and teach you some goddamn manners. And and then I his body language changed and right. he just kind of slumped. He went, Oh God, I shit the bed again. <laughs> and I saw his body language like, oh, no, I'm the one shit in the bed. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And anyway, uh, I said, I just stood back. He tries to back out. He got stuck in the snow and he couldn't move. I took a breath and went, okay, this is starting to get funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad Godzilla didn't get out of the van. That would have been just bad. Gosh darn fist fight in the school parking lot. So I get out, get to the front and uh, I was like, all right, let's rock it and let's get it. So I get him out and I, I push him out of the spot and and we we're both reading each other's bag, body language. We're both deeply ashamed of ourselves. Good, good, good. You know, and uh, now he's got the driver's side window open. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, no, man, I'm sorry. And we almost had a bro hug right there. You know, he's like, I don't know when I turned into such an asshole, he said. Yeah. You know, and he owned it. And it just made it all better, right? Uh, but I don't know when I turned into such an asshole. These damn Calgary drivers are like, yeah, see, now we're on the same page. (laughs) And we shook hands and, and that was at the end of it, but that's, wasn't the end of it for me. Right. I still felt horrible that I let myself, uh, even though I was the quiet one, I was still poking the bear and I went in the office and I talked to the principal and I said, look, this is what happened. This is my part in it. And just in case anything comes back you know i wanted you to hear it from me first and uh he appreciated that we had a good talk about it and and then that was it Mm -hmm. but the point of this is choice sometimes we can we all have our limit there's a lesson so that whole story the reason why i didn't interrupt because there's a lesson to be learned in that there was multiple places where you made that choice Mm -hmm. okay and but I was listening to the whole thing and I'm like, and yet I could just visualize the expression, you know, the cheese just literally slipping off the cracker millimeter by millimeter. It's going and going. And then it hits that, that waypoint. And, and it's gone. It's gone yeah. Right. Same thing here with every one of us, with everything, right. With me, with that lady with the ice cream, I was good until she stuck her finger up and told me to fuck off. Okay. <laughs> and then that was and it. literally at that point, it was instantaneous and it was done. Right. I chased her down. And now I'm not here to tell my, to tell the whole story. What I'm getting at is it happens so fast. We are all guilty of it. No matter how well you are practiced, no matter how much you drill these things in, it is a choice. When you reflect upon back at this, Every one of those things is a choice. And you can't undo it, which is like, if anything, like if, if you're relating to anything me and John are talking about, if you've been that idiot mm-hmm. uh, that we have been in the past, get into therapy, man. Like, I, I, it's not a dirty word. It doesn't it's make you weak. Anyway, yeah. it's, um, it's that or jail. Yeah. I mean, we there's a, there's a lot of veterans in jail yeah. because they didn't take this advice. There's a lot of us, uh, friends of mine that are veterans that are prison guards. Mm-hmm talk about our regimental brothers and sisters that are in prison because they 
it went wrong. Like mm-hmm. one of one of the, and it could have gone wrong with me so many times. You know, you know, dude. I've been since I've been here in Calgary. I've been to police standoffs with vets. Okay, I've been there. I've gone into the psych boards. I don't know how many times now and talked to a vet. Okay, the hospitals fucking know me. The police know me here. Okay, that's when you can make the biggest impact. Is because of these guys. That's when they're at the lowest, dudes. Everyone out there, we're not fucking doctors. We're not fucking shrinks. We're not certified. Okay. We're people who've fucking been there and fucking done that. This is why peer support works. It works because the shit we're saying, we can back up. Okay. If it's not truth, it's not on the air. That's all there is to it. We're not a couple of gurus that uh, think we know it all. We're a couple of assholes. That's right, dude. (laughs) Who are trying to not be assholes. That's right. Exactly. We're just trying to help our brothers and sisters out there. That's it. That's all we're trying to do. This is, if you know, guys, you look up altruism in the dictionary, this is it here. We are not getting paid for this. We're doing this because it's the right thing to do. Telling our stories and spilling our guts like this, it's the right thing to do. It's for your benefit. So bring it, share it, leave a fucking comment, man. You know, we need to have stuff to talk about. I mean, so far today has been about my experience was last night it was an impulse. I couldn't help myself. I'm like, Mark, we got to go back on. Let's do it. And here we are the very next morning, five centimeters of snow in less than 12 hours. <laughs> but I've got a Subaru, here. so it's all good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody messes with a Subaru. It doesn't stop you. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about choices, yeah. the choice to be offended. So getting better in healing, I need to put this out here real quick because okay. I think we're getting close to our time here is, is just as much as it's a choice to go down that path or to, to have, like talk have, to that six foot guy. We have eight minutes left in the segment. Okay, cool. So, that, you know, that choice to like call buddy out from that van kind of thing, that was a choice. Yeah. The same as it's a choice to like, to not be that victim anymore. Dude, I am not a victim. If I had to go back and do everything over again, guess what? Because I've made that choice to not be a victim over this and I mean – there's things I would obviously try to change if I could, but if I had to do it all over again, I really would. And so, I mean that. Sometimes people uh, uh, just eating too many Cheetos and drinking too much beer, they get kind yeah. of sneaks up on them and they got an extra five pounds, extra 10 pounds, extra 20 pounds before they're uh, looking in the mirror after they get out of the shower and they go, fuck, what happened? That's right. right? And um, But that is obvious. And so when people, somebody says, ah, that's it. I'm going to take ownership of my life and I am going to fix this. Then they take physical steps to fix it. They watch what what they eat, they start in the gym, and that is a choice. But for mental health, it is not looked at like that. Uh, And it's not as obvious, which is the point of telling these stories. That's right. So that if you hear uh, something that was like, oh, my God, I've been that much of an idiot as well. And, oh, my God, they're right. This is resonating with me. That could mean jail. And I'm not a criminal. What so, the hell? So when the, so the that, example so, you gave. So, so that means that you have to take action. And yeah. what that action is, other than listening to Tango Romeo, which you should be doing once every two days at least, and sharing it with as many people as you can, but you get yourself into therapy. If you are a veteran, you have Veterans Affairs Canada or Veterans Affairs in the States. If you live in Texas, you've got it made in the shade. They treat veterans like awesome. Like mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. incredible. You call the 800 line, uh, you Google Veterans Texas, and, and you've got just help 
like crazy. I I know because I personally called the line to help a Texas veteran. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's yeah. spectacular. Yeah. So there are resources. In the meantime, if you're having trouble accessing those resources, then you dedicate yourself to Tango Romeo and you listen to every damned episode. Mm-hmm. The example you gave of the Cheetos and you, you look in the mirror, you know, and you go like, holy shit. Same thing here. There is a direct correlation to the mental health with that, okay? There is. And when you look at it, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm carrying too much weight around the waistline in my fucking head and I'm not doing this anymore. And the thing is to be careful because those fad diets don't work. You see those people go and they they hit Jenny Craig and they lose the 10 pounds, they celebrate, they gain 12. They go on another fad diet, they lose that 12 pounds, they come back, they gain 14. Yeah. It's got to be a lifestyle Mental change. Mental health is the same Mental shit. health is the same. It's, it's a full-on lifestyle commitment. There's no quick fix here, okay? No. You're not going to go on some Jenny Craig fucking diet and lose the PTSD and then come back with PTSD plus two. Yeah. You're not going to go on another fad diet, lose that PTSD plus four or plus two, and come back. You're going to gain that plus four. It's, you're, you can't. There's only one way to do it and slow, you know, slow and deliberate is the fastest way of doing it. The fast fad diets, or that's you're just going to go deeper in the hole, guys. So uh, we can't end this episode without giving uh, a specific tool. Mm, and I yeah. want to talk about the tool of changing your perspective. Yes. So uh, my big fat Frank story, not the first time I've told it, but I'm going to tell it again. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm on tour. Uh, no, not with a band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a war zone and in the most heavily mined area on the planet at the time, it was called the Kryena. It was in it was Serb held Croatia, and I am uh, my lieutenant's uh, driver. It was a one hook private, and uh, he's telling me where to go and how to get there. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just following his directions. Now, one of the absolute rules in this environment is you do not leave the hard pack. You don't leave pavement because because right. there's landmines everywhere, and you don't want to go boom. And at this point in the tour, there's already several mine strikes. Um, uh, one dead, several injured, uh, and I had already hit a tripwire myself. So not a good time. Don't like landmines one little bit. So he tells me to go down this gravel road, and there's a, a sign right there in the local lingo saying that it was a mined route. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> you know, you want yeah. me to go down a gravel road? And then he said, but sir, there's a there's a sign right there that says it's mined. What the hell are you talking about? He just looked at me and says, go down that road. But, but, but I go down that road. Holy, well, is it cleared? Shut up and go down the road. All he had to do is say yes, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. He just told me to go down this damn road. So white knuckled, absolutely freaking terrified, waiting to go boom. Because uh, the little army Jeep uh, called an Iltis that I'm driving is anything but uh, good protection from a mine strike. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, anything but. Uh, they get ripped in half, which has already happened on that tour. Um, and a friend of mine lost his legs driving the exact same vehicle that I was driving. Is that the one sitting at the warm, uh, that's warm museum? Right. That, that's Tom's, yeah. That's Tom, yeah, that's right. So uh, I'm, I'm driving down this route, white-knuckled, uh, wide-eyed, looking for little prongs sticking out. Not that there would be, but I'm looking for anything that to, to, to avoid. Indicators. Any kind of indicators disturb soil, and he's looking at me like, why are you going so damn slow, you know? But uh, we get down this gravel, I turn around the corner, and then I see the engineer's carrier. 
uh, armored personnel carrier. I'm like, oh, and then I instantly understood, okay, I'm behind the engineers. They're going that way. They've already cleared what we just did. And You're driving fresh. on a cleared route. I'm driving on a freshly cleared route, yeah. the best, as good as it gets, right? Yeah. And I just looked at him. I was like, it's a cleared route? He goes, yeah. Why did you not tell me? He goes, you don't need to know. Just, just do what I tell you. Okay. Yeah. So that created um, uh, an operational stress stress injury. Now, what? Partly because it was a traumatic freaking thing, and I was terrified like beyond words. Mm-hmm. But um, but mostly because that prick, all he had to do is tell me it was a cleared route. Like, what type of asshole? One person, uh, when I told the story, said, it's like, oh, so he's just torturing you for kicks. I'm like, oh, my God, that's exactly what it was. And there's, um, when it's bad leadership that causes an operational stress that's injury, right. it's a right. force amplifier to the, the factor of 10. So this just really bothered me. And I was full of rage about this happening for because for forever and it wasn't until um going through this in therapy actually that um and talking it out then i thought wait a second he was well known for being a bit of a robot Mm -hmm. oh my god the guy's got asperger's asperger's so that is the rest of the story so once i realized the only reason he was such a prick he had no idea what he was doing the no. dude has Asperger's and he has no ability to tune in to the um, emotions of another person, to yeah. social cues. The things that are just common sense to me or you were a complete mystery to him. There you go. And we are at the end of the segment with 28 seconds to go. Thank you for tuning in. This is Operation Tango Romeo with John Sr. and Mark Mankey. Share, share like the sugar bear because sharing is caring. Thanks for having me on board again. Cheers. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible, with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. 